Welcome to Real Life Story. This is the first real podcast with actual content. Uh, if you're just joining me, uh, the last podcast was more of a primer. This is going to get into some real content, and the subject matter of today's episode is uh, the Super Bowl. So I'm going to do a postmortem on Super Bowl 53, talk a little bit about uh, the news that's come out after the game, what happened in the game, things like that. Um, I'll get into that in detail in just a moment. But um, just a reminder, if you uh, ever need to get in touch for whatever reason, you want to send some comments, questions, corrections, I'm sure there'll be plenty of those, you can uh, send that to rlstorypodcast at gmail.com. I'm also accepting uh, suggestions for uh, episodes. So if you have something you'd like to hear me talk about for whatever reason, feel free to send that over. All right. So uh, just, you know, to reiterate uh, a little bit on the last episode, um, this is sort of a uh, personal development project for me. Can I put together interesting content with a, a sort of different point of view long-form talks, um, you know, without really needing to fall back on anything or, or make a lot of edits during the, the process of recording. Really just stream of consciousness with a little bit of structure. So that's what I'm hoping to do today. I was, I'm shooting for about an hour on episodes, um, but I have a feeling I'll be a little light on content and so this might be anywhere from half hour to an hour, and I'll, I'll work my way up as time goes on. Um, thank you for giving this podcast a shot. Uh, if, if you're kind of in a similar position wanting to uh, take the journey into podcasting and you just kind of want to see how somebody does it when they're a complete newbie, you're in the right place. All right, Super Bowl 53 was a little bit... Uh, let's see, a little bit over a week and a half ago at the time of recording this podcast. And um, there's a lot of opinions out there. A lot. Um, and I wouldn't be making this episode if I didn't have a little bit of a different point of view from what I've seen out there. Um, I've seen you know some people with the same point of view as me. Um, but I'll get into what I feel like is the overarching talk about the Super Bowl and, and what the opinions were, and then I'll kind of dig into where I stand on things and why that is. So I think I think most of the chatter around the Super Bowl has been disappointment. You know, we had two pretty high-powered offenses um, going into the game. Um, the Patriots sort of business as usual for them, right? I mean, they're Tom Brady is is the the greatest of all time in the minds of some people, and uh, you know he's always kind of able to get it done. Postseason stats tell the story there, um, and uh, there were lots of records broken on those. I mean, I, I'm I've been reading through kind of the records as far as your know, postseason appearances and, and and Super Bowl appearances, and I mean, Tom Brady has appeared in in nine Super Bowls now. That's kind of crazy. So. You know, we we uh, we get to the point of expecting him to be there, and I think that alone disappointed a lot of overall NFL fans because um, you know people like variety, and I get that, I get that. Um, 
I like variety too, but I'm also very captivated by watching this team do what it does. Um, it's it's interesting to watch, um, at the very least. Even if you're not a Patriots fan, you got to kind of respect what they do. I mean, how, how they've been able to keep this level of consistency and competitiveness, especially in the postseason. You know, uh, they, I think Belichick and, and Brady alone have a lot of... You, you know their their uh, their time spent in in the postseason is more than most franchises, and I say that as a fan of a franchise that's not been there very often. Um, so, you know, my perspective is that that's that's kind of an interesting thing to watch. And then on the other side, we've got the new kids on the block, so to speak. Uh, the the Sean McVay led Los Angeles Rams, and there's been a lot of talk about Sean McVay and his, his coaching uh, success at, at such a young age. And so that's, you know, th- that to me made this matchup much more interesting uh, to watch. You, you've got Sean McVay coming in with a, with a pretty young staff overall, with the exception of uh, Wade Phillips, who is a fantastic uh, defensive coordinator and uh, – I mean, just all around, all around, great guy. It seems like so. You know, he he, he fits in there. Um, so so that's the stage. You know, in my mind, you you got you got Jared Goff, who was you know a very high draft pick for the Rams. A lot of expectations. They've they've scored well all year long. I mean, uh, Robert Woods and, and Brandon Cooks both have have played exceptionally well this season. So it's, it's a good matchup, and and I understand some of the disappointment out there comes in that matchup specifically because it's like oh it's the Patriots again, ugh, we've seen the Patriots too much, and I just want somebody else to be there. And my opinion on that is, and and again this isn't something that most people can do, but my opinion is you know we if you're a sports fan you you should strive for you know ultimate competition. You know there, there's nothing more. Uh, entertaining than than watching a competitive game to me, um, it, it, you know what does that entail? It, it, competitive means that, that both teams are in it in, until the end, and competitive means that the the best are there. And and you know if if people want the Patriots not to be in the Super Bowl, well somebody needs to beat them. You kind of you know, <laughs> as a uh, fan of Ric Flair, you know if you if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. So ultimately, if you want to you know, win a Super Bowl, Brady and Belichick and, and the Patriots are, are what you kind of got to go through. That's been you know sort of the de facto standard for a pretty long time now, you know, 15, almost 20 years. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I, I understand that criticism, but from my perspective, I'm looking for an exciting game that both teams – are in both teams are are comprised of, of players who really want to make plays and give it their all. So, from my perspective, the matchup was an interesting one. Uh, the game we got was a little bit further in that direction than I ever expected. You know, I think, um, and again, I mentioned part of the disappointment from people out there comes from the fact that. These high-powered offenses uh, weren't really high-powered in this game. And my thoughts on that are 
are, I don't know, a little bit more interesting, I think, than, than most people's. I shouldn't say more interesting. That's a, that's a bad term to use there, but a, a little bit more varied in that. Um, you know, to me, the, the offense offenses in the NFL have been getting more things going their way rules-wise over the past decade or more. Um, you know, a lot of penalties in favor of the offense. The, you know, the roughing the passer penalties have gotten a lot more to favor quarterbacks, especially a lot of people say Tom Brady. Um, though I don't know that I really felt that was the case in this game. I, I, I thought the, the refereeing was actually quite decent compared to the, uh, the championship rounds, which was, I mean, I think everyone's kind of seen that. That was, that's a whole nother subject. Um, but you know, what we got was this defensive and special teams battle, which I understand why that's not entertaining to people. But for me, defense and special teams, it's just, it's on another level for me. You know, there's a lot of detail there. And a lot that can be missed if you're not paying attention to those details. Um, So, yeah, I I particularly enjoy defensive battles. And and so with that said, I, I really felt like this Super Bowl was one of the most fantastic that I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, I know that's a, a very alternate point of view of, of what's out there right now, and that and that's kind of why I wanted to do this um, to do this episode is to just talk about what was really enjoyable for me. I mean, I've been fascinated by this episode to the uh, excuse me, <laughs> fascinated by this game to the degree that I've been reading a lot of news out there afterward, much more than usual. I, I mean, I, I watched all of the the mic'd up videos, and I mean, some of those were incredible as far as kind of keying you in on the level of detail that these teams put into preparation. I mean, there's there's a one particular video with uh, Belichick talking to uh, the head referee. I cannot I cannot remember his name off the top of my head, but they're talking about the closing of the roof um, on Mercedes-Benz Stadium and how they were, you know, the timing on that and what that, what does that affect from a special teams point of view? Well, it affected their decision on what to do in the coin toss, where to, you know, which direction to kick in. And I, and I think that that's interesting. You know, I, I think we, the way the game is played, we lose a lot of detail um, in how special teams operates. Um, little details like that, that, that do affect the game. I mean, special teams, is an opportunity for both teams to make big plays because they're they're chaotic, they're chaotic plays by nature. Um, and I, I thought both teams uh, on special teams played especially well um, in this game. Um, uh, Johnny Hecker comes to mind. The, the punting for the Rams was phenomenal. I mean, it, it was really interesting to watch these teams, you know, battle defensively, and the defense gets a good stop and and you think oh well that that gets you know oh the, the Patriots made a good stop so so the Rams uh, or uh, they'll, they'll, the Patriots have a good field position um, on the next drive and then some amazing punts from Hacker I mean it just it was so awesome to watch this back and forth of oh big defensive stop but oh we, we don't have great field position now because of really good punting and, and that came on on both sides, um, punting 
uh, from both teams was was really great. Um, special teams wise, beyond that, um, you know, kicking, I, I feel like wasn't a whole lot to write home about in this game. You know, there was the missed um, the missed kick by. Um, gosh, I am losing my train of thought here. The, the the missed kick early on by the Patriots um, w- was big, but then the the redemption on on the 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 last field goal of the game um, there, so that so that didn't end up really having much of an effect. Um, as far as score goes, I think a lot of people were disappointed in a low scoring game, but I, I thought it was amazing. It was it, to me, it was like okay, whichever team makes a big play. That, that's going to drive the game. Big plays are going to drive the game. When you have low-scoring games like that, big plays really drive the game. I mean, a, a, a big play can take a team from being, you know, fe- feeling like they're being dominated to dominating themselves. I mean, the, the swing is, is just so quick. I mean, seven points in this game make, make a huge difference. Um, so so I, I, I really enjoyed that part of the game and 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 that made the defense really that much more interesting you know waiting for big plays and and, and th- there's something i think that a lot of football fans pick up on uh if if you've been a long-term football fan and, and you watch the and this is something that gets talked a lot about by the commentary teams occasionally but it's it's momentum it's having the momentum go in your direction um, and you know, usually strange things happen when you have momentum. You have one, you know, really good play, and that kind of spirals and, and leads to to more plays, and finally that you know big scoring play that uh, you're looking for. That happens a lot of the time, but in this game, it, it seemed to be the exact opposite. There would be, you know, a big uh, a, a, pl- a play by the Patriots for a big gain, and then you know. The Rams come in and, and get a sack and, and really take that that um, back to square one, so to speak. As far as that, as far as you know, the momentum goes, and just seeing that momentum constantly shift throughout the game, and in some cases never get started. It was it was amazing to watch um, those teams really uh, compete in that way. I, Aaron Donald had an amazing. Game really, really getting pressure. I, I, I think the the Patriots uh, front line, they they double teamed him a lot and, and and tried to take him out. But you know he's he's a dominant force on the defensive line and and and, and played a good game. Uh, so yeah, so I mean I think the defense for me watching both defenses was just incredible. Um, we've talked a lot. Uh, I shouldn't say we've talked a lot. A lot of the talk about out there has been about you know when we talk about plays of the game. Uh, I think a lot of the focus has been on Julian Edelman, mostly because he had a really he had a really great game. I mean, you can't take anything away from that. I mean, absolutely stellar performance. He he you know had life when the Patriots needed it and got the job done. But I but I think this this um, and and again I can't take that away from him. I, he had a stellar performance, but I think this would have been a great game to get a defensive um, MVP. And, of course, you know, the guy that kind of stands out with that is uh, Stephon Gilmore with that interception. Um, and, and, again, as far as the mic that videos go, go and search that one out if you haven't seen it. It's, it's really great to watch, um, you know, how the defensive play calling affected Goff and his decision-making. 
and how they're reacting to um, that play. Especially, you know, the Belichick kind of calls that out as a potential for an interception right away. You know, of course he picks up on that, and 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 Gilmore gets the job done. You know, for me, I think I would have made Gilmore uh, the MVP of the Super Bowl on that alone because it, plays like that really turn the tide. Um, as far as the the play of the game for me, it's a little interesting because um, you know the interesting thing about the idea of the play of the game. To me, it, it's it's the play that changed the momentum of the game the most. Um, and that is the... I don't even know how to phrase it, man. I mean, the, the, the miraculous um, pass defense by uh, McCourty on that uh, busted coverage play in the end zone. I mean, it, it was just amazing to me. And... and um, so to set the scene for that, you know, um, there was a, a little bit of a the, the the Rams. I don't have the exact. I think they were around the thirty or forty yard line, somewhere in there, uh, close to the red zone, and uh, that there was a uh, sort of miscommunication on uh, the coverage of that play. And th- there's an article that uh, Devin Jason Cordy, uh, an interview they did where they talk about what led to that play and what led to. McCourty basically, uh, Jason McCourty not having anybody to cover on that play, and that gave him at least a chance to get to that ball. So, so the coverage was sort of there's sort of a wrench thrown into that play from the beginning, um, and a lot of criticism has been levied to Jared Goff on this play because he kind of floats it into the end zone to to Brandon Cooks and Jason McCourty makes a 30-yard dash and and gets a hand on the ball and and gets Cooks to drop it in the end zone. And that, to me, shifted the momentum of everything in this game. I mean, you got to think how much momentum the Rams would have had had they scored there, had they answered and, 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 and um, scored a touchdown there. Their defense would have come out, I think, with a little bit more. And, and and I think that that really changed the flow of the entire game at that point. I mean, that's something I look back on, and I think that probably to some degree decided the game there, just because I don't. Know, it seemed like an easy touchdown, and, and I mentioned you know, the criticism levied at Jared Goff for floating that throw in there. I, I kind of disagree with that in some ways because I think that when you're and maybe this is why I'm not an NFL quarterback, but I think when you look at that play, when when you see coverage like that, you see a guy wide open, you, you don't want to risk him dropping the ball. You you want to get the ball to him, and you want, you want to make sure he has the best chance of catching it. And I think sometimes that means, well, it kind of means floating it in there a little bit. I, I know that a lot of people disagree with that and think he should have been more aware of uh, the defenders, but... I mean, who really expected anybody to get there? Like, I mean, I looking back on that play, I I, I would have looked at McCourty and and, and like, oh, okay, you know, Cooks is open. That's 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 really all you you know you would probably be thinking about in that case is Brandon Cooks is open. Let's let's hit him, and uh, that that changed just about everything in the game at that point, in my opinion. That 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 gave 
the Patriots, uh, it, it kept the momentum going in their direction, which I, I really expect that it would have shifted quite a bit at that point. Um, and it did. So, you know, for me, the, the play of the game is that that deflection by Jason McCourton. Saving a mistake, possibly. I mean, I, I don't know enough to say that that was a mistake. There, there was some cor- some form of miscommunication going on there. But but saving that, that you know, six or seven points, depending on how that, that ends up, that, that changed so much with this game, in my opinion. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's really all I have to say about the, the game defensively. I, I was impressed uh, more than I can put into words with the Patriots' secondary. I mean, that was... The, the, the plan was to take the running game out from under the Rams and, and put the game in, in Goff's hands. And, uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So, I, you know, I hear everyone saying now, uh, you put it in the kid's hands and, you know, he, he just he can't handle it. He can't handle it. And I, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's that simple, you know. I, I really don't think it's as simple as, oh, you just, you know, call him a kid. He's an experienced way. He, he's, you know, he was a good enough quarterback to get there. I think he, that makes him a good enough quarterback to win it. I mean, it, it could have just as easily gone the other way. But the Patriots secondary played especially well in this game. And I've heard people say, uh, well, this this wasn't so much of a... The, the reason why I didn't really like it is because this wasn't so much of a defensive performance as it was uh, bad offense. My response to that is, okay, how, how do we... How do we look at um, you know these two offenses, which prior to this game really, I mean, we would have said they were high-powered offenses. They, you know, the Rams had no trouble scoring pretty much all year long for the most part. I think um, the Bears game, I, I don't know too much about, but I've I've read that you know they kind of struggled in the same way in that game. But again, I I, I just don't I I see it as defense really that makes that kind of stuff happen i mean if, if you've ever gone to an nfl game in person which i am um, i'm a big fan of live sports so i advocate for anybody who's interested in how football works on that level to actually go to a game but if, if you go to a game and you go to warm-ups you see i mean these, these guys these nfl quarterbacks they you know they don't have any trouble um you know, making plays when the defense isn't on the field. I mean, they can throw 30 and 40-yard bombs pretty much right on on target. And I think that's, to me, what I'm trying to say when I say, you know, that this was a, a defensive, a big defensive game, is that that's the impact that a defense has. Defense gives the quarterback something that he has to, to think about and in some cases worry about, and sometimes it can get in their head trying to figure out what the opposing team is doing. That's not happening if the defense isn't on the field. I mean, these guys, I mean, Jared Goff can, I mean, go back and watch his pro day footage. You, you can you can see, I mean, he can, he can hit passes. No one, no one is, you know, I, I don't think there should be any dispute over that really. Um, in my opinion, I, I, I think... He, he just he faced a really formidable defense here that was trying everything they could do to disguise coverages and, and waiting until 15 seconds were left on the play clock so that 
Um, they knew that Jared Goff was on his own, that there was no one in the microphone um, talking to him, giving him any kind of additional information on what the defense was doing from the coaching staff. And, and I, I think that, you know, yeah, I mean, sure, that probably makes a pre- probably made a pretty big difference when you make him have to figure it out on his own. But I, I, I think that all of these things, to me, point towards the defense um, and not bad offense. I, I don't particularly think there was there was bad offense in this game, honestly. I think there were a lot of big offensive plays. They just didn't go anywhere because after an, one of the offenses would make a big play, the defense would make a big play right back. And you know, I've talked I've talked a lot about the Patriots so far, and I don't I don't mean to favor them, because um, I really like the Rams too. And the Rams defensively, I think played great. I mean, their secondary played really well. Also, you got Donald and, and Sue up front. I mean, that's that's a tough that's a tough line to to get past. And um, let's look at uh, let's see let's look at I'm gonna look at rushing stats. I mean, rushing stats for. The Patriots were, were still pretty good. Burkhead had seven carries for 43 yards. Sonny Michelle had 18 for 94. I mean, that's that's pretty good compared to the Rams. So maybe they didn't play quite as well as, as they could have. Um, but that, that actually brings up another um, interesting uh, part of this game, and that is Todd Gurley. I mean, Todd Gurley, I think to some people, was in MVP talks early on in the season, and, of course, the injury has come into play, and there's a lot of people wondering, was was Gurley injured uh, for this game, and the Rams covered it up to get around the rules to get him playing? Uh, you know, will there be... I, I don't expect any discipline from the NFL on that, because I, I don't think... I think this is one of those injuries where it was kind of on the line. It was like, can he physically play? Probably. Is he 100%? Absolutely not. And watching him really not not get much time, I mean, he had 10 carries. C.J. Anderson had 7. It really felt like we saw C.J. Anderson on the field more than we saw Gurley, and that's, that's probably on account of third downs and, and him not actually rushing. But it, it didn't really feel like we, we saw Gurley at his best. Um, and and that, that, of course changes the game quite a bit as well. You know, when you don't have a guy who's an MVP caliber running back, having that uh, that balance between running and passing that, you know, really is the Rams' forte to me. I mean, that's... that's, that's I, I don't think their offense is quite the same as the Patriots. You know, you, you take... You know the run game for the Patriots, and then you know it's good because they use it to the degree that they need to use it, and then they they rest. You know they put the rest of it on Brady. But I think with with the Rams, Goff and Gurley need a need a better split there. And I and I think had he been one hundred percent, we wouldn't have necessarily seen a a different strategy from the Patriots. But I, but I think that this might have been an even closer game in that case. And and, and I I don't think he was. You know, just to, just to you know, put a final statement on my opinion. I, I don't think Gurley was um, injured. Injured, you know, um, to the degree of okay, it's time to you know this guy needs to be listed on the injury report as out. I, I think he was good enough to get out there. And and there, if you go out and look, there there are videos on the uh, 
that people took during warm-ups. And, and he, you know, he, he looked like he was moving, maybe not quite as well, but that's where I feel like the, oh, I'm, he's not 100% aspect of it kind of comes into play. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, Gurley was, was a big a big question mark that really, really changes um, this game if he's 100%. Um, so, you know, it's really unfortunate that um, that wasn't the case. I think we would have seen a much more competitive game. Not that it wasn't already. But no more, uh, no more of uh, that. Uh, so let's see. So I think, I mean, the big, the big um, aspect of, of the, the remainder of the game, I, I think, you know, plays of note. Um, there's a really good play from uh, Gronkowski, um, a, a pass that w- where he was, he was double and almost triple covered, and it was just floated in there perfectly, and he came down with it. Really impressive play. You know, I talked about Edelman, who, who was there when they needed him. Um, and, uh, you know, Rex Burkhead um, had a couple of, of really, really um, important plays as well. So the, the Patriots offensively just, I mean, they got it done on all sides of the ball. You know, special teams was good. Um, I'm impressed with the Rams. You know, I, there's been a lot of conversation about the Rams. And, and the, the final thought I've seen the most often is the Rams will be back. They'll be back in the Super Bowl again. And, and so, you know, in a way of maybe try not to put too much focus on this game because they'll be back and, and they'll be better. And sure, you know, I, I, I feel like that um, could happen. The NFC is really competitive right now. Um, so in, in my mind, I don't know if they'll get there next year. And, and the reason why I say that is because getting to a Super Bowl is, you know, the most difficult thing to do, I mean, and across a lot of sports. I, I just think the NFL is so competitive that it, it's going to be tough to get there. I mean, there is a lot of luck involved. It's, it's why you don't really see the same teams there every year. I mean, the Patriots are, are an exception. So when we see the Rams um, in the Super Bowl again, possibly, I, I don't feel comfortable enough to say that we will for sure, um, but I, I'm not expecting to see them again next year um, at this point, I mean, we'll we'll see what the offseason holds for them, um, what kind of pickups um, they make, and um, it, it'd be nice to see them uh, get get a good uh, wide receiver in free agency, something just to you know, give Goff another target. I think what he's got is is good, um, but having a little more isn't going to hurt anybody. <clears throat> So, I mean, that's, that's uh, my thoughts on the Rams. So as far as uh, the, the big talk out of this game, and I, I, I wanted to save this for last because this is the touchiest of all NFL-related subjects, and that is the Patriots um, as a dynasty. You know, what, what does this mean? Um, I, I said that you know, getting to a Super Bowl is very, very difficult. Right, so there's something to be said about making it there nine times as a player, making it there 
12 times as a coach, uh, playing so many postseason games. I mean, it, it's unbelievable to see a team just just dominate on that level. Um, what you know? What it you know? Tons of division titles, winning records, postseason wins, AFC championships, Super Bowl wins. I mean, it's just it's honestly incredible to see them do what they do. And, and if you read more into detail on what what happened during the game and, and watch some of those videos, you'll see the level of detail and preparation that goes into this, the level of thought that goes into it. If you watch any of, of Belichick's um, talks on, on any plays, I mean, it, I, I saw... There was a uh, an interview he did on NFL Network a few years back after they they won. It wasn't the the Super Bowl against the Falcons. It was prior to that. I don't recall exactly which one, but uh, they, he was on NFL Network and he was talking to somebody, and um, I, it, it was a former player of his. I, I don't I don't recall exactly. What, I want to say it's Ronnie Harrison, but he's uh, he's with NBC, so it, I, I doubt it was. It was him. But the level of detail that he talked about plays that were, I mean, at that point, like two or three years ago, like to talk about individual plays in a game to that level of detail, and not to say that nobody else can do it, but I, but I think it's that level of detail and, and preparation and discipline. You know, the fact that, that Belichick has ownership that lets him have that much of a leash, you know, uh, as far as discipline goes, you know, he can, he can, he can get rid of players that are, are pro ball caliber players. If he wants to, if he want, if he feels like that's the best thing for the team. And honestly, I feel like that's what Brady and Belichick do better than anybody else is that the, these are guys that by all accounts, should probably be pretty full of themselves. I mean, <laughs> winning on this level is entirely uncommon in all of sports, let alone in in a league where, you know, parody is a pretty big part of, you know, the game. And, and to watch these guys just continue to do that is amazing. So in my opinion, I, I do actually, I do believe that Tom Brady is the, the greatest quarterback of all time. And I, I believe that it's that teamwork that makes him that uh, above even his, his skill as a player. You know, the sacrifices that he makes to get talent in New England as far as taking pay cuts. And I'm not, I'm not advocating for that because I actually think f- for the most part to keep the NFL competitive, you got to, you know, not take those pay cuts. You know, players should look out. For themselves, but it, it says a lot about Brady when you look at how he conducts himself uh, during the during the games and before the games, and, and how he treats his teammates. Uh, I just think there's so much there's so much you can say about how he's a, he's a true leader in that sense. You know, he's not out there talking about him. He doesn't care about his stat line. He cares about winning the game. He cares about winning above all else, and and he will make all sacrifices to do that. And between that and, again, nine Super Bowl appearances as a player, six wins, which is as many wins as the Steelers, who are the most 
uh, or were the most for any particular team slash franchise um, in NFL history. Six Super Bowls for a single player. And people say, rings don't matter. You know, I, I think Peyton Manning is the best quarterback. You know, he, he had, you know, better ability to make quick reads, had you know, better football smarts. I can, I can agree with a lot of what people say in that sense. But I still think that what it comes down to in the NFL is winning. Wins and losses dictate everything. Everything in this game. Wins and losses dictate what personnel a team keeps, trades, releases, coaches that get fired, coaches that get long contracts and are tenured for a long time, as Bilicek has been. And I, I just, there, there's something to be said about that, that, that winning is, is the biggest focus. And not to say that Peyton Manning didn't win a lot of games, not to say that Joe Montana didn't win a lot of games. He won a lot of Super Bowls too. But the fact that, that, you know, that Brady is such a team player and, you know, in a game focused on wins, it's very tough to argue a case for anyone else above Brady when you look at it from that perspective. You know, if, if you ask a question, you say, uh, you know, do you, do you want your, your team to have guys that put up good numbers or do you want to have a team that wins games, especially a team that wins Super Bowls? I think everybody would say, well, you know, we'll, we'll take the team that, that wins. The team that, <laughs> that wins is... Um, is, I mean, ultimately, the team that's going to get all the all the notoriety on them. Not that it's about notoriety. It isn't. And it's especially not the Brady, but there, there's so much to be said about wins in a game like this. And the fact that those two get it done, uh, Brady and Belichick, I, I think you have to call those two the greatest of all time at their positions. You know, as head coach and quarterback. Now, I, I think that that's really the contributing factor. You know, that's why the Patriots are considered a dynasty is because they have the greatest quarterback of all time and the greatest coach of all time, in my opinion, on the same team. I mean, that that's that's gonna you know that's gonna be a pretty tough pill to swallow for any any of their competition for a good long time. Um, you know, Brady, uh, let, let's see, I got, I got stats up here. So playoff record is 30 and 10. So Tom Brady has played in 40 postseason games. Uh, that's, uh, I'm just guessing, but I'd say that's probably more than a lot of franchises have. And, and being a fan of a franchise I don't think it has that many, you know, I can understand how that feels and, and why people don't like that. But but I, I just think, like, looking at, at what he's accomplished is just amazing. 73 postseason touchdowns. Of course, the the nine Super Bowls, uh, first one in 2001. So, uh, yeah, Super Bowls spanning 17 years. He holds the record for the oldest quarterback to win the Super Bowl at 41 years old. And and people ask the question of, 
can Tom Brady play to 45? You know, is he really going to play that long? And, well, I mean, at this point, <laughs> don't you kind of think so? I mean, it, it's it's hard. It, it's hard to argue with, you know. Everybody, I think there's so many people that are just waiting for the moment that New England doesn't hold their dominance anymore. And it's why we, we have the conversation at the beginning of every year, and this one especially when they, they struggled at the beginning of the year, people always want to write the Patriots off and say, they're, they're done, it's over, it's finally over. I, you know, uh, I, I don't know. You you can you you'll ne- you can never count them out until they're they're fully counted out until it's it's over. I mean, and that's why you know people say it's not over till it's over. You know, and and this season is a really good example of that. Um, everybody saying they're done, they're done, they're done. And I think the cautious fans out there were like, well, you know. I, I don't know. I mean, this is, you can never count them out. You never can. And this Super Bowl win made more of a statement in, in my mind than any of the others, even the high-scoring ones. And, and I would have told you that uh, prior to this game that the Falcons, uh, the Super Bowl against the Falcons was, their, was the biggest ever for them. And that comeback is, is truly amazing. And, and I, don't, I don't know that there will ever be a Super Bowl comeback like that again. Um, but this... This game being the story of a, a team who finally faced some adversity in the beginning of the season to get it together, to have the determination. And, and I, honestly, I, I think the media, you know, we, we see in a lot of what Brady has said, the media fueled them quite a bit. I mean, to, be, to sit there and be told that he was done, everybody on that team, they got no defense, they're, they're done, uh, all that. And here we have a, a Super Bowl where they dominated on defense. And and Tom Brady's still winning. He's still winning Super Bowls. So I, I think we'll see him play to at least 45. I mean, in the next three years, uh, we'll, we'll get some more information on how that's, that's really going to go. Next season is going to be a big season, especially if Josh Gordon um, comes back. Uh, you know, that whole... Story is is really sad. Um, I um, not necessarily a, a Patriots fan, but but seeing a guy, you know, with a lot of potential like that struggle and, and go through all that, I, I really hope he he gets what he needs and and gets back on the field because you know it's a pity to see a talent like that um, just go to waste. And, and I, I I really hope that you know we we see that. Um, I, I, I should be careful what I wish for because, you know, my, so I don't know. I didn't really want to say this because, again, I, I didn't want to talk about myself too much. But my, my, uh, the team I follow is the Cincinnati Bengals. And, and so um, I understand what it's, what it's uh, like to be a fan of a team that, that struggles in the playoffs. So to me, this is more impressive than anything. I, I think th- there are a lot of – you know there there are fans of other teams that I think just expect um, a higher level of winning, and and I understand why you do that. Why you know coaches get fired if they you know they lose the first game in the playoffs when you know they have a roster that really should should be able to to 
to make a run. But at the same time, I, I feel like you know I've got a little bit of perspective on on how big of a deal it actually is to be able to 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 make it and win in the playoffs and do that with consistency. You know, Marvin Lewis was was tenured as long, almost you know uh, was the second longest tenured coach to Bill Belichick um, before he was let go this offseason and not even close to the same. Uh, degree of success. So I, I, I just think, you know, it, 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 when looking at this from a realistic perspective, it's very difficult to say anything other than, the, you know, this is a, a true dynasty and, and two of the greatest at their positions in, in football. I didn't intend on talking this through and uh, really entirely almost focusing on on the Patriots. I, I was excited for this matchup prior to things because I, the, the Rams played really well and were exciting to watch all year long. So can't take anything uh, from those guys. I mean, if you look at, at uh, you know, the stat line, it, it was pretty competitive. You know, there, there again, there are a few big plays that separated it and allowed um, the Patriots to get this done. But... I think it was it was a it was a, a game that was played you know, really well on both sides. I, I've heard Sean McVay say that he he got out coached, and and I don't I don't I don't know that it's as simple as putting it that way. I, I, you know, I don't know that a guy like that can really be out coached to a, a massive degree. I mean, he probably got out coached to some degree if he's willing to admit it. But I I, th- I think that he's he's a he's a special guy, and uh, so. We'll, you know, he'll probably be with the Rams long term, and we'll see. We'll see if we see them back in the Super Bowl. All right, so well, that's everything I had in my notes. Um, looks like we got to about forty-five minutes here, so I really appreciate you sticking that out. I know it was all over the place. My my assessment of this episode was I was all over the place, didn't really make a lot of the points I wanted to make, and didn't really get to some of the ideas I wanted to. But that's part of the journey of of doing this podcast. Um, I really, I really greatly appreciate anyone who listens to this podcast, whether you listen to part of it or all of it or any degree in between. I really appreciate you doing that. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, again, this is Real Life Story. It's a podcast about considering points of view and providing alternatives in a, a realistic manner and, and you know, having civil discourse uh, that's you know that's from all about is is you know we have uh differences of opinion right and that's fine because everybody in this world comes from a different background we come from similar backgrounds sometimes but for the most part people are different and and it's important to listen to people because of what you can learn from it so there's a lot to be learned in the opinions of others even if you don't agree with them and uh we can kind of argue in good faith and everything is is great and we can all learn from that. So that's the focus of the podcast. Um, I didn't mean to go on a little bit of a rant there, but I did. Um, but thank you for uh, listening to Real Life Story. Uh, if you want to send me your comments on this episode, uh, you can do that at rlstorypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.